Are you there, Are you there God? God? It's, it's us, us, Sid King and Becca Stevenson. Welcome to the Good Girls Gone Sad podcast. Today we have a super special very enchanting episode. We are doing what we're calling the Good Girls Gone Sad Countdown to Midnight, where we're ranking Taylor Swift songs based on their good girl tendencies. Tendencies. Oh, the songs from Midnight. Yes. Yeah. And we are or we are not including the 3 a.m. versions? We are including the 3 a.m. version, mm-hmm. but we're only doing the top 10 because... There's there so many songs. Congrats on your prolific writing skills, Taylor. Very cool. Very cool. Yes, we <laughs> do love every single song, but not all of them are big good girl vibes. Correct. Um, some of them are actually distinctly not good girl vibes, which we'll get into as well. Um, so yeah, I'm Sid. I'm Sid King, and my qualifications for this is that I went to Catholic school for 12 years, and I Taylor didn't but also her brother went to Notre Dame and I'm like, that's exactly the same thing by osmosis. So there you go. So true. He also went to Vanderbilt. I think I can't remember which one came first, but he didn't last very long in one of them. Um, I am Becca Stevenson. I grew up in the South, which honestly is, you know, expertise in good girl behavior enough, but I also grew up Methodist and I was a ballet dancer, big Mm -hmm. rule follower vibes. And I won a dare essay contest in the fifth grade and convinced myself to never do drugs. So here we are. And she's never done drugs. And I've never done drugs. And I, I haven't had sex. Maybe we'll keep that in, maybe we won't. We'll see how I'm feeling by the end of this. We'll see how we're feeling. I <laughs> once and it didn't work, which is, which is somehow sadder. Okay. Okay. So we've chosen our top 10 good girl songs, and we also have chosen one special award for dead last, which we will reveal at the end. And so we will go from number 10, which is still, you know, qualifies on the top good girl charts, but not exactly the highest ranking. And we will go all the way to number one, which will be our super special reveal for biggest good girl energy, good girl gone sad energy. Important to include the gone sad because that is sort of the kicker. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, I think what's important here is that this is this the album where Taylor was like I'm gonna curse and I'm not afraid to do it and I love that for her but that's so true and that's that's really good girl gone side energies you're like oh what catholic church is hiding horrible things maybe I'll say shit just twice in my life maybe I'll get like maybe that's not the worst thing to ever happen it's like she just she just figured that out well Um, also important to note that mm -hmm. when this album was announced so Sid and I have been saying that Taylor Swift is the ultimate good girl gone sad for a long time, mm-hmm. a long, long time, <laughs> inception of this podcast six months ago. Um, but we've been saying it for a long time. She's famously our guest of honor that we would most like to talk to, although there is also a long list of guests we would most like to talk to. <laughs> she is at the top. And um, when this album came out or when she started talking about this album and she was like this is sleepless nights we were like okay well insomnia is a good girl trait so Mm -hmm. we really felt like this album was specifically made just for us what fed your insomnia um it didn't I wasn't really well okay that's not even true because when I was little I used to get really afraid that somebody was going to break into the house Mm -hmm. and for Mm -hmm. like a couple years 
I slept in my brother's bedroom because he had twin beds and I slept in there because I was so afraid of somebody coming in my room and kidnapping me. So I would say when I was younger, that was the insomnia. And now it's more like I wake up with like random little anxieties and I can't get them out of my head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel that way. I, that reminds me, um, I hope my sister's listening. I used to have this reoccurring nightmare that we were at my mom's company picnic. She worked for State Farm and we would be at the State Farm family picnic and um, a witch would come and turn everyone into acorns. Oh gosh. Wait, that's actually really funny because my little cousin had- oh, sorry, dream. pine cones. They were pine cones, but yes. Okay. Oh, well, my little cousin had a dream that like, there was like a leaf man who would- <laughs> chase her but it like it was not like a man who picked up leaves like it was a man who was a leaf and mm. he was like a maple leaf or something and he used to like chase them <laughs> and she would wake up so scared which was really sad but it was I would wake up hilarious I would wake up so scared but um it would be because I was the only survivor like I always had survivor's guilt in my dreams like nothing bad really ever happened to me I was always in like a lot of bank robberies where I'm the only one who made it out or like things like that but specifically this witch would come and she'd have a big cauldron and somehow people kept falling into the cauldron my mom and dad were gone like one of the in the first wave and my sister and I were like okay it's just us and then I like I will never forget like reaching into the cauldron trying to save her and I pull her out and then I had to deal with the fact that my sister was half a pine cone oh no well (laughs) also I think the best part is that like if you if this were to happen anywhere an insurance party (laughs) is the place for it to happen like (laughs) I don't remember maybe something bad happened to me at one of my mom's insurance parties and like it just stayed with me really negatively for the rest of my life I don't know um but I would always go into my sister's room crying and I'd be like I'm just making sure you're okay and she's like oh I'm sure I think it freaked her out because I would just like come in her room sobbing and stare at her and she'd be like what are you doing? And I'm like, just wanted to make sure you weren't dead. And she's like, that's so scary. That is so scary. That, that was even part of my insomnia. My insomnia was my ADHD medication, keeping me up mm. all night. And I would want to sleep so badly, um, but I couldn't. Like, it physically wouldn't let me sleep. And so I would just cry until I finally would fall asleep. And when the medication wore off, which is so sad. That and if I ever sad. took something that was expired, I would get these, like, headaches behind my eyeballs and then it made worse because I was crying so yeah that's our good girl energy I think we've qualified <laughs> ourselves enough as like good yes, as definitely I also want to say for the listeners out there I'm wearing my Harry Styles Harry's house tee because there's nothing funnier to me than wearing a shirt of Taylor Swift's ex while recording this podcast she would love that I think probably I think she would I think she'd love the nod too I also have a cardigan that looks like the cardigan and I shouldn't have worn that but it's um, too hot in my apartment right now yeah that's okay. We, you could have said you were wearing it and nobody would know. Listeners, nobody would be I'm the wearing the perfect Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, okay. Should we start with number 10? Let's do it. Do you want to do it or do you want me to? Um, to the Google, to whoever wrote the Google doc goes the glory. So I think you get to go first. Okay. Also, I feel like this, this is some very specific me one. Yes. This is actually very, this is you. I feel like you fought to have this be, be on the list. So I'm going to let you take it. Okay. So number 10 in our countdown to midnight is labyrinth because of the one lyric, you know, how scared I am of elevators never trust it. If it rises fast, because I am scared of escalators. <laughs> And I think that is a good girl trait. 
because I, I used to get specifically, well, I used to, I still have this year. I used to be like really afraid of a pileup. Like if something happened, like if somebody's foot got caught in the bottom Mm -hmm. and then like everybody had like, just like kept crushing. And this was always my fear. People always made fun of me for it. And then it happened in Rome where I studied abroad, not at the same time, but it happened later in Rome. Anyway, I feel like a, a fear of something very specific, like elevators, like she's not saying my fear is heights. She's saying my fear is elevators. And not only is she saying that she's afraid of elevators, she's saying, you know, about my fear of elevators. <laughs> and it's not, it's not just like, I'm afraid of ele- elevators. It's, you know, how scared I am of elevators. I'm so fucking scared of elevators. She's like, I've talked about it a lot. I famously <laughs> am scared of elevators. I, I agree. I, I think also the fear of falling in love and being like, oh no, I don't think it's like, uh, oh, I'm falling in. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. I'm falling in love. I feel like that's, that's what I get from this. Yes. That's a good girl trait. Yeah. And the song is like, I feel like the overall energy of the song is basically saying like, I take a really long time to recover from things. Mm -hmm. And so like, I, I'm afraid for this to happen again, which I don't know. I definitely relate to that. I think that's probably something that a lot of people can relate to good girl Mm -hmm. or not. But I think especially when you like have, and we'll talk about this in another one of the songs, but like when you have this like vision of your life in a certain way, and then like it comes crashing down, you're kind of like, how could I ever do this again? So I think that's definitely a trait I can relate to. Yeah. Where does this fall in like your personal list of favorites on the album oh um this one has kind of grown on me it was funny somebody told me that this was like their song that they like that made them cry and mm-hmm. I definitely get that one I feel like this one gets a little bit lost in the shuffle for me um and I like I like it but in terms of like songs about being in love falling in love I really really love sweet nothing so mm-hmm it's lower down for me. Fair. Yeah. This is towards the bottom for me. Cause I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I'm like, I'm falling alive. And they're like, just get it. Get out. Oh, no. I'm oh, like, no. oh no. Oh no. That's, yeah, that's, that's why I'm very much like, Oh no. <laughs> I'm like against my better will against my better judgment against much to my chagrin. I'm falling in love. That's how I view this. So I'm like, you know what? Don't even need to listen to it. Don't need to put myself on that. Actually, I think number nine is perfect for me to do. Yes. Because yeah, it is because I, can't, I won't even say it. <laughs> you got it. That's true. Okay. So number nine is Snow on the Beach um, because A, she's dropping the F-bomb and everyone's like, okay, Taylor, we get it. We get it. We hear, we, we hear you say fuck. We understand you say fuck. Congratulations. Um, and for me, that's very personal. And I think, as I mentioned earlier, it is a good girl trait to be like, I can't curse. That's breaking a rule. And then you do it once and you're like, it's an arbitrary rule and it doesn't really matter. Like it's, and I, there's like a, for me cursing, there was like a switch in my brain where I was like, the world doesn't end. Yeah. It's not going to end. Um, and I think the first time I said it was even an accident and, or maybe someone dared me, you know, you're a good girl when someone dares you to say fuck. That's yeah um and this feels like she's being dared um so yeah congrats Taylor for saying fuck in the chorus 
Yeah, I I was thinking about this um, when we talked to Maddie Dudson, which was mm-hmm. a great episode. You should all go check it out. Um, I believe it's gone to um, get ice. What was it? Soda and ice cream. Going to get soda and ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Great episode. Maddie's awesome. Um, she was like, what was your first curse word? Like, do you remember when you said <laughs> it and what it was? And we were all kind of like, I don't, I don't know that I had an exact like specific moment, but it was kind of like, oh, I definitely remember though being like some words are okay and some are off limits. And mm-hmm. I feel, yeah, I also feel like there's a, like, I love Taylor Swift. So I'm saying this out of pure love in my heart, but like, even now when she says the F word, I'm kind of like, that doesn't sit right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I know you're like a 30, what is she? 32 year old adult who can say whatever you want, but I'm still like, eh, (laughs) which is how I feel like I seem when I curse. People look at me like, "Mm, that's not, no. Uh, nobody wants that who is saying this like she's like really she's saying it with the hard ing weird but fucking beautiful and oh yeah because what i feel like on um evermore or folklore she says like with an i in like yeah. not not the hard mm-hmm. the hard uh-huh. ending I'm well, sure it was Las Culturistas. I think I, think I was like, I'm saying that like it wasn't, it was obviously Las Culturistas. Yeah. Like, and I think that's probably the most listened to podcast episode ever of all time, according to Spotify. It's like everyone's sharing this episode. You've got to listen right now. Las Culturistas are talking about Taylor Swift. Taylor Allison Swift. <laughs> Taylor Allison Swift. Um, have I told ever told you about the like story of the time I was at the doctor and I was like at my pediatrician and my parents were in the room because I was a kid. And it's probably even when I had, I stuck a, now I'm getting long-winded. I stuck a sticker in my ear when I was a kid because of course. And then (laughs) the doctor was looking at my ear and was like, oh, like, you know how doctors pretend they're like, ooh, what's in here? And it's like, is there, is Barney in here? Blah, blah, blah. And I go, a sticker. And he goes, huh? And I go, a sticker. I put a sticker in there. I don't even really remember this. It's been told to me. Um, And he was like, no, tell me right now, did you put a sticker in your ear? And I had and to fish it out. And it had um, BJ, the um, Barney's best friend. Oh, yeah. The yellow yeah, dinosaur. Yeah, or maybe it was Bebop. Baby Bop. Baby Bop. Baby Bop. Yeah, that seems right. Baby Bop. That sounds right. I was obsessed with Barney and I me put too. it in my ear. And the doctor said like, what the hell is that? And I go, uh, you can't say that and my mom goes actually he's a doctor doctors can say whatever they want if you want to curse you can become a doctor and I literally in that moment was like I guess I need a medical degree that's a lot of effort (laughs) that's so funny um yeah and then of course I also gave profanity slaps to my friends throughout high school if my friends cursed I would slap them yes God didn't want them to curse uh and now I curse on live national podcast. So live national yeah. podcast. Live national baby. podcast. Um, okay. Oh, wait, I will say something else that stood out to me from Snow on the Beach. Well, first, it's fine to fake it till you make it till you till you do till it's true. That lyric. I was like, I feel like faking it till you making it is very good, girl. It's like you just kind of roll with what you want until it happens felt like that stood out too also she says I can't speak afraid to jinx it and 
I don't know if being superstitious is a good girl thing, but I am very superstitious. And my mom is like, like, she wouldn't say she's superstitious, but she's constantly like, knock on wood, like, don't say that you're going to jinx it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a big thing in our family. So I don't know if that's just us or if that's like a thing. Uh, it's a good girl thing for me because I'm, I, which I actually, I want to go back to the fake it till you make it thing because it like, I feel like that's, you're probably not even faking it. You just have like actual really bad imposter syndrome because you don't think you deserve anything is I believe a good girl trait. And then, um, till you do till it's true. Does that mean like, it's not real until they say it is true? I think it means like you can fake it till you make it until it's not fake anymore oh well that's beautiful too but I I feel very much like until someone else acknowledges things that is going on or thing exists like it really doesn't oh interesting Mm -hmm. um which I think is also like the the jinx it thing for me because yeah well I'm superstitious like I have clothes that I will only wear on like first dates or like things that I'm like I if if I have a bad experience I can't be while wearing this thing or doing this other thing because I don't want it ruined for me like I associate things so strongly um but I remember like saying like step on a crack break from other stuff like oh don't do that and then of course one of my theology teachers was like being superstitious is against God (laughs) yeah I I like lift like I still if I cross a train um track, track I'll lift my feet up lift your feet up yeah yeah. I, I will step on cracks. My mom's <laughs> made it this far. <laughs> I love that. One step at a time. <laughs> D good girlifying. Yeah. I, crack. I do think like if I really, really want something though, I'm like not willing to say it. Like, oh, and yeah, I think, no. I think it was the same thing. Like when I met Michael, it was like, I kind of kept it under wraps for a little bit because yes, it was she like, really did listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I don't want to come out and be like, Oh, I have this boy and he's really nice and I like him because it was kind of like okay well like I've been here before so I need to keep it close until I figure out if this is a real thing yeah is that what snow on the beach is what what do you know what she's trying to say I know you did more research than I did what is this about yeah so it's like being in love and like unexpectedly so it's honestly similar to labyrinth in the like it's I think in, in Labyrinth is more of like, you know, it's scary and snow on the beach is like, it's weird, but effing beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like the, I can't speak afraid to jinx it. Like all that kind of stuff is just basically being like, is this really happening? Like this is right. super cool if so, but I don't right. believe it. Yeah. Where's the song for it's happening then? No, it's not anymore. <laughs> they they, we have those. I don't actually know if Midnight has those. But... That's the thing. She's too happy in Midnight's. Maybe Maroon? Sort of? I guess. I don't like that song, though. I really, mostly because I don't like TikToks of people pouring wine all over themselves. It, like, makes me really, really uncomfortable for some reason. I don't love those TikToks either. And also, <laughs> I'm like, I get it. You're done with that dress. But someone else could wear it. <laughs> it's not even that. It's just, like... Um, I, I have been finding social media so cringy and I'm like, pour wine all over yourself in that nice dress and then 
I don't, I don't know. It like makes me deeply uncomfortable. I'm like, this is such a performance, such a show. I'm like, just go on stage, go tap dance. Just don't like- Do a real performance. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, don't pretend that you're not performing. I don't know. I'm having a very strange relationship with social media recently. Well, my thing with that kind of thing, okay, so listeners, if you're not familiar, the thing that people have been doing, well, there are a million trends going on on TikTok right now. It's as if Taylor Swift crafted this album to be a TikTokable <laughs> album. We'll talk more about that later. No, we won't. Um, we <laughs> but they do talk we about won't. it on, they talk about it on Lost Culture Resets. So another plug for a different podcast. <laughs> podcast um, that I'm sure you're already listening to. Yeah. But so when people play the, maroon they are like sitting outside and then they pour just like a giant glass or bottle of red wine onto their bodies and sometimes in the rain I I believe yeah it's very like just dramatic like oh gosh this is what the song does to me whatever um but I always think about the people who aren't getting any likes and views and they they probably filmed it like they probably put a ton of work into that. Like they found the outfit to ruin. They set it all up and then no one's even watching it. <laughs> Just oh, that's what's it. cringe is when you don't get any views and you're doing the thing that everyone else is getting famous off of. And it's like, oh no, well now this is just embarrassing. No, I think it's cringier if that, I think it's cringier if you get a lot of views. Mm, see, I'm a- and I don't I'm know a, why it like, it like, it upsets my stomach. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, well, we're not talking about maroon. So. We're not talking about maroon. We're talking about snow on the beach, which snow on the beach is number eight. Um, number nine. Is number nine. And I do, I would really appreciate people to weigh in and say if you like are superstitious or not superstitious. Yeah, I'm curious. Because I'm not sure where that falls on the good girl spectrum. Um, and if you were raised religious, what is your stance on being superstitious? Has it made you more or less? I think Great it made question. me more, even though I knew I wasn't supposed to be, but then it made me even more. Like I would feel guilty for being superstitious about something. And then I'd pray about it. Becca, let's move on to number eight. Okay. Number eight is sweet nothing. Um, so some things that really stood out to us in sweet nothing were these lyrics and the voices that implore you should be doing more to you, I can admit that I'm just too soft for all of it. I felt very good girl energy from Targeted. that. Mm-hmm. The feeling of always like needing to be doing stuff, feeling like you need to just like have your schedule totally full. Both said and I have talked about this a lot of like we have a free night and it's like, does somebody want to do something? We can't just possibly sit on the couch and have a free night. Um, so I think there's something really beautiful in someone like Taylor Swift, who always feels like she should be doing more to just be able to kind of like chill in the comfort of like somebody not having expectations of her and not feeling like she needs to do anything more than she's doing now. And I just think it's really beautiful. Oh, Sid's making a face. She's going to cry. No, I'm not going to cry. That does just sound nice. Um, I was going to say like, to me that you should be doing more is like, oh, why do people don't want to hang out with me? Like I'm home alone and that's my fault because I'm an annoying person. Like sometimes I feel that way too, which I think is another good girl tendency. Like you put, I don't know, 
you feel like you have to be on all the time because you want to be nice and you want everyone to like you. And then you're like, uh oh, they don't like me. They saw through the facade. That is like me trying to be peppy or me trying to be on all the time. And it's like, that's why I don't want to hang out with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. yeah. I'm too, so and I'm too I, soft for that. I'm too soft for all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's interesting because I feel like labyrinth is like, you're afraid to be vulnerable and it's like, oh no, this person like gets me and sees me. Whereas sweet nothing is like, oh my God, this person gets me and sees me. It's like the two sides. Speaking of vulnerable, I was at a little celebration at my friend Tatiana's house the other day and we were talking about, we went around the circle of all these ladies and we were like, are you open or are you vulnerable or are you both? And do you know the difference between open and vulnerable? According to the tic- a TikTok that one of the girls who was there was talking about. <laughs> I don't know according to the TikTok, but I feel like it makes sense. I mean, people will like trauma dump on you and just tell you everything about themselves, but not actually like be vulnerable and let people in. Right. So yes. And apparently it's like being open is being willing to talk about things after you've processed it all and you have like gone through it in your head compartmentalized it and can be eloquent about it for lack of a better term and being vulnerable is sharing it right away working it out with somebody while it's still really raw and Hmm. I feel like you are an open person and I'm a vulnerable person I feel like you're, you're vulnerable to the right people I'm like vulnerable in a bad way I feel like I will just 7,000 texts like I'm processing this and I'm like hey can you like haha remember when this thing happened actually forget I said that I don't know why which you get the receiving end of a lot Mm -hmm. but you're always like this is the thing we should do I feel like you're a little more organized a little more open that's interesting because I would have thought it was the other way around like I was thinking of it as like open is the superficial version of vulnerable I don't think it's superficial and I don't think either of them are necessarily negative, but mm-hmm. being open, there's just a difference. I feel like most people like there, there's being closed off, there's being open and there's being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But I don't really think that they're at odds with each other. Yeah, that makes sense. What do you think you are after I asked you what you thought you were? And then I told you <laughs> what I thought. You were. <laughs> um, I guess given those definitions, I would say definitely more open but I don't know, because I don't think I I'm pretty selective about what I'll share. So I don't know what that falls under. Let's move on to point B now if you want. Oh yeah. Well, the other lyric that really stood out was, um, that people are also like pouring wine over themselves over, um, on the way home, I wrote a poem. You say, what a mind this happens all the time. And, it's just like that validation that you're smart and special is so much more important than being told you're pretty or like, you know, fun to be around or whatever. It's like when somebody gets your talents or your mm-hmm. like intellect, that's just like so much more special. And I feel like that's a big good girl thing where like you've always been recognized for being talented and stuff. And so it's like that's something that you like really seek from someone is like, tell me I'm smart. <laughs> tell me I'm good at stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't even, I think it's just because like, it's that for Taylor. Like she's always mm-hmm. been told like she's pretty and she's tall and she's blah, blah, blah. And to her, the most important thing is being told that she's smart, but other people who only get told they're smart all the time, like you don't like 
maybe they want to be recognized for something else. So I don't even think it's like necessarily always that you're smart and like beautiful mind, but just like the person seeing you for who, who you want to be seen for is nice. Mm-hmm. Well, also for someone like Taylor, who is so prolific to still have somebody like read a poem she writes and be like, I'm just blown away. Like that has to be really special because yeah. we're constantly doing that. <laughs> but for somebody that's like a personal friend to see something that's like not planning to go anywhere and it's just like a thing that you wrote because it was on the top of your mind and then they're like wow I'm amazed by this part of you it was like pretty cool yeah it also was nice if you're trying you're trying all the time and then for someone to notice it like even though it seems like your standard you know for someone Mm -hmm. to acknowledge the fact that like you're trying really hard is beautiful or like just to know yeah really hard even though it seems like your stasis Mm -hmm. well also like the fact that it's on the way home it's like it's not something she's in the studio doing it's Mm -hmm. just like a little thing that came to her in the like in between times like I feel like this song is really sweet because it's not like screaming and crying and kissing in the rain it's like this sweet little moments that like make him so special to her and vice versa I love their relationship. I'm like, do I know anything about Joe Alwyn? No. (laughs) But do I appreciate him as Taylor Swift's love interest? Yes. Yes. And he co-wrote the song. So some people were thinking that it was about her mom because apparently Mm -hmm. like the track number is- Is that anyone telling you this? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking it was one of Michael's friends, but I think it was you. But according to the internet, he co-wrote it. So I feel like it's about him. But who knows? It's about it's actually him talking about his her mom. Yeah. <laughs> He's, He's like, I wrote a poem, and your mom was like, Wow, what a mind. No, <laughs> it's, it's all it's the a, time. I was like, no, it's a Stacy's mom situation. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Owen's in love with Taylor's mom. Um yeah. Good old also, like, oh, he's not even Joe. He's gotta be Joe Alwyn. Because the fact that his name is Joe is just like Joe. I know. William Bowery, if you will. That's cooler. Yeah, I know. I really actually liked the theory that it was about her mom because it like, I don't know. I feel like that's such a mom thing to be like, you just like get Mm -hmm. me and I don't have to be anything else but myself. But um, she mentions Wicklow, which is in Ireland and it's where he filmed conversations with friends. So Mm -hmm. that plus him writing it makes it feel like it's about (laughs) still sweet. Still love it. Sweet. Still sweet. Okay, um, moving on to number seven. Hard pivot. Next, next in the countdown, yeah, very hard pivot. Uh, number seven is Bejeweled. And I mean, it could be higher. We're starting to get into like every lyric in these songs is like a good girl tendency territory. Um, but yeah, it's about, I, want it, I feel like this is me, wanting to be the center of attention and like always being charming and being covered in glitter and knowing who Gina Von Teese is. <laughs> and being like I'm gonna try burlesque for fun Ooh, kind of naughty but it's on class pass like that's the energy she has in the video mm-hmm. do you agree yes I definitely <laughs> agree <laughs> um but yeah baby love I think you've been I've, I've been a little too kind didn't notice you walking over my peace of mind a lot of people walk all over you is very much a good girl tendency um but like also and this is bad 
they like people walk all over you but and knowing the whole time it's happening mm-hmm. and so you just resent them but you don't really know how to stick stick up for yourself yet um and also because you're like what do I do cause conflict you just want everyone to be happy and yeah you mentioned like forgetting your own needs I feel like I always know my own needs but I'm like it's just too much effort to try to make it happen for me you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it's just I was actually, everyone else is happy because that's like it's a, that's a much easier situation to be in yeah that's true I was actually thinking about our podcast with Vanessa Jackson another great one you should check mm-hmm. out and she was talking about that being her role always of like I think there was a story where she was running a race and a girl got hurt. And so she stopped and finished the race with that person. And she was just like, my parents were like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a race, <laughs> go finish it. And also, you know, like people asking her for help with comedy stuff and writing and all that stuff. So I was just thinking about like how exhausting it can be to be trying to tend to other people's needs all the time. And like, even if it's not so selfless as like stopping and helping somebody it's like making sure everyone's happy is I think very draining mm-hmm. I know it's very draining mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah so another little lyric that stood out to me as a good girl concept trait is um where she said I did all the extra credit and was graded on a curve specifically doing all the extra credit um enough said (laughs) okay one time I had a 115 in English and my teacher told me I should stop doing the extra credit and I was like actually I enjoy it (laughs) (laughs) anyway so but it's 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 the also like one yes doing extra credit constantly the whole part with doing extra credit and then get graded getting graded on graded on a curve it's so frustrating. Like every time I hear yeah. that, like, like my blood boils, I'm like, yeah, I worked really hard. Well, I will say that is super frustrating, but I have to say, if you're being graded on a curve, you, there wasn't extra credit offered. There wasn't, or that you know, wasn't like that's credit. not how school works. <laughs> I know she didn't go. All oh, yeah, she didn't go to school. <laughs> She just like looked up, um, she looked up terms in, she's like, how to go to school? She Googled it and then was like, what yeah, they I do in it. college? Because it's like, okay, in college, you really don't get extra credit. And if you do, it like takes some effort. And so if they're grading on a curve, it's usually not. Yeah, I guess, or if you get extra, it's because it's the um, like hardest math class. And they're like, we just got to get these kids through finite. I don't want to see mm-hmm. them again finite mathematics that's for all my IU people out there go Hoosiers um okay yeah so and this song is about Calvin Harris which is hilarious um and supposedly she has a lot of songs about him but didn't want to give him the attention that comes with being with one of her songs so she didn't release them yeah so um people are saying that when Red right Red no 1989 Red already came out when 1989 so like speak now is rumored to be the next re-release to come out. People think it's going to happen. Um, oh, what was the TikTok that I saw? He had figured out the date and it's in, oh, 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 it's December 16th. The day after our show is when he says <laughs> that people think the Speak Now is going to come out. And she's been giving a lot of Speak Now hints. So I think uh-huh. that's the next one. But then when 1989 comes out, people think that she's just going to like absolutely trash Calvin in the vault songs. 
which I'm here for because I don't know anything about him. <laughs> I just the the Calvin Harris of it all is just like kind of like a DJ. It's kind of just like boy DJ, which is uh which is brings us to our final thing about Bejeweled is baby boy. I think I've been too good of a girl. Too good of a girl. <laughs> Beautiful. Amen. All right, on to the next. Mm-hmm. Okay, number six, we have Mastermind. So this one, there are some lyrics that really stood out to us, but I think generally the vibe of overthinking and scheming is big, good girl gone sad and energy. Mm-hmm. Um, some lyrics that stood out, if you f- fail to plan, you plan to fail. Okay, is that me or is that me? <laughs> Just thinking about how many plans I make. And let me tell you, I don't always follow through with them, which... That's not part of it. <laughs> the good girl tendency is making plans and having a plan. Um, oh, she also says uh, strategy sets the scene for the tale. I'm the wind in our free flowing sails and the liquor in our cocktails. So I just love her being like, yeah, no, I'm behind everything. <laughs> like All the stuff that we're doing here, that's me. Okay. I am leading this group project. You would be nothing without me. And I just feel like that's very good girl energy. I wanted to do the overthinking and scheming. I wanted to circle back on that because sometimes it's against your will. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you are overthinking and you're like, I wish I was thinking about something else, but I, I can't. I like am physically incapable of thinking about something else. You know, like when someone won't text you back and you're like, mm-hmm. this is it. Yeah. Like, the world's ending because this is it. Like, and you know that that's not true. I don't know. I think especially when you like have a crush on somebody or whatever, or you're like just got dumped, but you know, somebody's still looking at your stories or reading your tweets or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's that like mm-hmm. little voice in the back of your head. That's like, yeah, post that, <laughs> post it. So they see it. Like, post it so they see it, tweet that thing that, you know, they'll like think is funny or not like, or whatever. The next lyric that we called out was pretty sad. Would you like to read it? <laughs> or I can read it. I'll I feel read like it. I talk a lot. <laughs> it's just true for me. No one wanted to play with me as a little kid. So I've been scheming like a criminal ever since to make them love me and make it seem effortless. That is one, the reason we're all comedians. <laughs> two, this is an incredible story I have to share with you. Um, it is King Family Lore. Uh, when I was little, there was um, at my grade school playground, which was really just the parking lot, there was a set of cones that separated like where the older kids played and the little kids played and no one really played with me so I would just sit on the cone and hug it like all of recess and my everyone called me a cone hugger and I was like and then I kind of like thought that was funny because I knew they were paying attention to me so I would just like walk my ass to the cone and sit down and hug it the whole recess <laughs> and I think they'd, my sister would be like you gotta get up what are you doing because my sister went to school with me at the time um, so that's, that's exactly that. That's so sad. <gasps> Wait, another really sad, but absolute, this is, this is the most mastermind mastermind. Forget all of you who like wrote letters to your crushes. Yeah. I, um, in second grade, I remember I sat in the corner of my classroom, like pretending to cry. And then I timed how long it would be for someone to come talk to me. Oh God. That's <laughs> a second. Never mind, I was pretending to cry. Like, nothing was wrong. I was just like, how much do people care about me? Wow. I think you're right. I should. <laughs> you're like, oh. that's not 
cute. That's scary, Sid. That's really scary. <laughs> um, I have had friends say that they will like in relationships they are no longer in <laughs> would see how long it took for their significant yeah. other to realize they were mad or like see how long it took for them to not say something or whatever. I also think to make them love me and make it seem effortless, like, okay, that is, that is like Anne Hathaway energy, you know, like people are like, she tries too hard. She tries too hard. And it's like, no, she's just a theater kid. First of all, (laughs) like she's just not doing a good job of making it seem effortless. And everyone's trying it, it, this is this goes back to like we are cringe but we are free everyone's trying no one's not trying mm-hmm. and I don't know go to Brooklyn and talk to anybody for 10 minutes they're all trying really hard so true literally the Taylor Swift lyric all I do is try 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 I was like mm-hmm. <laughs> like when I heard that I was like all I do is try <laughs> you're so right I'm constantly trying <laughs> but I feel like yeah make it seem effortless that's the kicker of you're constantly thinking through like, how do I make people like me and how do I make it so they don't know that's what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And how do I do it all on stage? Cause I'm a comedian. Tough. Yeah. Not so effortless when you had to get up on a stage to do it, but here we are. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I just like stumbled up here. What a microphone. How, what is this thing? Is it, <laughs> is it on? It's on. Okay. So I should just start talking. Okay. Well, here come Jokes I've worked really hard on crafting and I've practiced in the mirror for 95 minutes just today. (laughs) If you're lucky, I practiced. So for me, I, from getting this from a religious perspective, it's like hyper fixating on a ring by spring and you're like, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to leave this institution a married woman. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it. It's scary. And does it always work out? No, not quite. When you said the ring by spring thing, I was just thinking like Madison Pruitt obviously just got married (laughs) and her veil said worth the wait, which we can unpack later maybe. Um, But just that energy of like, okay, so she's like waiting. I'm waiting for her memoir. Yes. She's what, 24? Yeah. Well, so, okay. So first of all, she is, her whole brand is worth the wait, but where did that brand start? You ask? on The Bachelor, which she never planned to win. She was never going to date Peter Weber. Like she was never going to date him. He's openly a sex haver. She was never going to do that. So A, she like started her fame by going on The Bachelor. She knew what she was doing. And then she made her whole platform. I'm leaving because I am really religious and I'm waiting till marriage. And then worth the wait became her like tagline, which is also annoying because it's like not her language, but whatever. Um, then yeah. Now she's married to a billionaire who she met like literally a year ago and they dated for like six months. We're engaged for four months. I'm definitely getting that math wrong, but it was a very short turnaround all along. Like that is some mastermind energy. I agree. Did you know, you know what his dad is a billionaire for? No. Selling long distance phone company. I'm obsessed with that. I'm obsessed with random niche riches. Like you should be rich because your parents sold doorknobs. That is what I want to hear. The old president of my Catholic high school who didn't go to college started a toilet company and became like a millionaire because for selling toilets. And then they let him run my entire high school. Some might say he was flush with cash. (laughs) 
Oh, Lord. Well, that is all for part one of our definitive ranking, The Good Girls Gone Sad Countdown to Midnight. We hope you enjoyed it. Part two is coming out next week, and it's going to be even more random because we did it later in the evening. We were so hungry. So we were hungry. hungry. We were tired. It was 9.32 p.m. Some of our fiancés are going to be mad at us for not eating yet when they get home. Oh, no. I'm always in trouble for not eating. It's like, I and mean, it's not that I don't eat. It's just that I don't eat early. And then I'm like, by 10 p.m., I'm like, I have a headache because I haven't eaten. And he's like, what? I say it all the time. It takes so much time to eat 2,000 calories a day. Yeah. How am I supposed to find that much food? Listen, I love eating. I love consuming calories. But sometimes it doesn't work with my evening plates. Yeah, sometimes as you put right in front of me. Someone, like... I'm very busy and I'm also very tired. I need to keep cereal on hand. That's the problem. Have I, have I told you that I have um I have emergency beef jerky if it becomes 10 p.m. and I'm like, I have not had an ounce of protein today and I'll see like three things, of, I'll see like three sticks of beef jerky and then I'll oh go right to bed. It's like melatonin for me. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you so much for listening to part two of the Good Rose Gone Stop Definitive Countdown to midnight recap um to all of our swifties out there thanks for listening to anyone who wasn't a swifty and listened anyway we're gonna mail you um we love you a lot um and there's only one left to say and that's goodbye goodbye yes you're all bigger than the whole sky thank you and good night you wanted it comfortable i wanted that pain i was making my own name Chasing the name. Dum dum dum. Rain.